Hello and welcome to Drunk Art Review, the podcast where everyone from blind ass drunk to teetotal is welcome to discuss art in a safe and friendly space. My name is Jenny. And I'm Rosie. Oh, we remembered our names oh, and it's been such did. a long time. <laughs> and I've had so much medicine today. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is no longer drunk cast, this is a... Uh, Ill sick, cast? Yeah, yeah. Ill, Ill cast because... Uh, or sick cast. Yeah, so, we're so yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rosie's unwell, I'm unwell, so uh, apologies now for the yeah. Away With The Fairies um, conversation and the random moments where I may cough, I do apologise, but uh, you're just <laughs> going to have to put up with it, I'm afraid, so I suck th- it. Yeah, I think um, as well, if you talk fast and long enough, you'll sort of uh, surf over the coughs, you'll kind of like weave them into your conversation. I'm just, I'm just going to like, yeah, <laughs> no one will notice. <laughs> I'm just gonna slide it in. I love as well, like, normally we're like, ah, so, what are you drinking, Jenny? What are you drinking, Rosie? You wanna ask me that right now? What are you drinking, Rosie? (laughs) A home brand Lem Sip. I've just got water, because we are that rock and roll. (laughs) Yeah. So rock and roll. I'm really not a fan of flu medicine, because it's so sweet. I don't like the hot drink versions, because they give me, they make me feel queasy, because they're so sugary. Yeah. I prefer to take the tablets. Oh, we didn't have any tablets, and I was just—I've been having some of this. I mean, it could Mom turn is. into could turn into drunk review because I have recommended Rosie have a hot toddy before bed, <laughs> which for those of you that don't know, and shame on you if you don't, a hot toddy generally involves a hot drink with whiskey in, and it's medicinal, of, of course. Oh yeah, I mean, um, you know, you wipe the wound with it, and then you drink it. You know, it's just. I mean, yeah. So you have like hot water with some honey and lemon, some ginger in there if you want to spice things up. Turmeric. I mean, I've never tried turmeric. Turmeric is a good. Turmeric is a good one. Um, And then you slosh some whiskey in there, and normally you have it before bed, and it helps loosen everything around your chest and your nose up. And then the whiskey helps you sleep. So, bada boom, bada bing. I I need to. That's that sounds great. I should have that last night. Went to bed at nine and just rolled around. Not even in a fun way. I was just like. Until <laughs> like three. Because she couldn't <laughs> sleep because of the damn cold. Yeah. But I mean, you can't hear it, which I think is good. You might hear it in my delivery of words because everything feels a little bit sloshy right now. That's but, right. Um, We're always full of shit. They're used to it. <laughs> so, yeah. Which kind of makes this week's uh, topic even more fun because Isn't uh, it? <laughs> because uh, we're like really sick and normally we'd be like really game for talking about something like this but we're both just like no energy. <laughs> um, but this week's topic is erotica. I know, and we were so excited to do this when we um. were planning it. We were like, oh, you know what would be an amazing episode? Erotica, sexual expression, and and body confidence, and body body body, body positivity are mm-hmm. uh, like so like so crucial, and we find it so important. It's a cause that we love, and then to like roll up today when we've you know not been doing it for a while, and we're like, hey, I'm just I mean, a bit ill. I mean, I'd like to say like I look insane right now. Like, beautiful. Be- like, insanely beautiful. That's, as I always. Mean, she has to say that. She's my best friend. Um, I literally, if somebody tries to mug <laughs> me later, I'll turn around and they all shit Look. themselves when they see me. And um, Rosie's already in a PJ. So I that- am. I'm not even wearing a, a, a life-restricting bra right now. So, like, you know, this is how professional we are and this is how, how much we love you guys. You mm. know, even when we're sick, we're here. You're gonna be so happy that we're here because we've got so many things planned. Honestly, we've got we've got it scheduled out, and we're gonna keep to the schedule. 
This is me saying it to myself. We're gonna do it. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna keep to the schedule. Otherwise, I'm gonna be whipping out each week because <laughs> I'm the I'm the neurotic one in that respect. Yeah, I, I live. I thrive with a a diary that is organized. I'm it, in, always insanely impressed by your diary. I'm I kind of marvel at it when we have our little meetings about drunk art review, and I'm like, wow. I think the thing is, I know that if I wasn't super organized, I wouldn't. I'd be the complete opposite and it'd just be a fuck show all yeah. the time if I wasn't super organised, so I have to be. And that's kind of the only reason why. I, I, I do need to be more organised with my life. I, I made a game plan list for 2020. Uh, you know, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to do this, I'm going to exercise this much a week, I'm going to do this and this and, and Have you done make Instagram. Well, I got ill. I got ill the day after I did it. <laughs> like oh my god although I did I was like right just do a little bit of exercise every day <laughs> and so I was on my bed with my legs in the air like waving them around yeah, and I was like exercise I was like exercise. this is stretching so yeah, okay, yeah. yeah it's fine it's and you know what I always stretch when I brush my teeth because <laughs> I always put my leg up on the bathtub do you do you not do this or like the, the sink because it's such a wonderful stretch if Honestly, if folks, I, if you could see my face right now, if, if, I know we're talking about a rotten, if, but if, Jesus, if I was like a skinny bitch and, and really flexible, I'd be a great ballerina <laughs> or a gymnast. If I was this and this, that's like that meme. Like, if I got my shit when I get my shit together, you bitches are going down. It's like that meme, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I haven't got my shit together yet. So, will will we ever? Yeah, actually, but my list, I'm very excited, you know, and want to do more with Instagram and she all sorts. Hose, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, back to the, the main topic of discussion this evening, which is erotica. <laughs> I don't know why you're giggling like a schoolgirl. Well, I was trying to say it in a, you know, a charismatic, uh, sexy uh, way, but I realised like, I was in my pyjamas. Like ASMR version, are you ready? <laughs> Ooh, erotica. <laughs> There we go, folks. I'll be releasing my ASMR album any day now. Oh, I mean, we need. To, I mean, you know uh, the who'd plan be good is at that? to. Oh, someone like Joanna Lumley would be. Oh like, my oh, god! Just can you imagine her saying oh. that word? Or, I've been really having a hankering or, to or like Tom Hiddleston. to really watch Ab Fab because <laughs> I just, I just really wanna. I feel, I feel akin to the their life. Yeah, we're kind of a I think we both, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Because I was talking to my my photographer friend, photographer friend on uh, Instagram, and because uh, that that Polaroid that you took of us took of me when we were going to Electric Brixton, yeah. um, in my leather jacket, and I was like, yeah. Um, he was like, ah, oh, so cool, and I was like, yeah. And I was like, didn't realize I was about four wines in. He was like, mate, we could totally do an Ab Fab red wine photo shoot. And I'd be like, ah. I've, I've got so many drunk photos of you that I've had to delete. I bet. I mean, I, I probably, I probably could have made a whole AdFab episode with those. <laughs> Just a flick book. I mean, it, um, well, the thing is, if you go onto my Facebook from like uni days, I. Oh. And I would always bring my camera out, mm. so I'd just take and take and take well, yeah, pictures, that's what, yeah. That's what our Stealing souls. Would do. Like when you had like the digital cameras, yeah. The tiny ones, yeah. Yeah, she'd bring that camera out, we'd go on a night out and we'd have like 300 photos by the end of the night. So mm. there is a lot, there is probably about 2,000 photos of me and like just drunk. Yeah. That's the way of today though, you know, there's always going to be like <laughs> millions and millions of these uh, charismatic photos mm, uh, that's the word for charismatic <laughs> on the internet um, but because there's such a sea of it now 
everyone has it it's not um i mean you have to wade through it to find yeah it's kind of like when something's oversaturated people aren't going to find it unless they have some weird i don't know obsession that they're like i must see every image of one person you know what i mean um but that doesn't happen because whoever gets obsessed with people i don't (laughs) (laughs) this 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 podcast is taking a weird turn anyway Mm. So we, we always have to give a little bit of an introduction, right? Like, this yeah. is this is a little chit-chat. We haven't done this in a long time, and it's nice. We're just away with fucking fairies, folks. Yeah. Excuse us, but, you know, we're having fun. Anyway, uh, would you like to go first, darling? Me? Yes, you. Uh, all right, then. Who else is here? Well, Who you else know, am I talking to? I, I didn't know if we would be like, oh, oh, you... No, like, I know you go first. <laughs> Again, folks, if you could see my facial expression, you would know that's not my kind of thing. I, I know, but it's, it's my kind of thing. It's thing like, and I like that you play along with me. You know when people so. do the, you hang up, you hang up thing, I'm the person that just... <laughs> Bye! Yeah, you know, I just hang up straight away, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> the only person I would never hang... I mean, I wouldn't do that ever to my mum. Yeah. Because, like, I adore my mother, and... Uh, we love her. And uh, I wouldn't do it to my granddad. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd expect it. I'd want it. I'd want that, that like, <laughs> bye! Because <laughs> I know the love's there, you know what I mean? Actually, no, I'm probably not as good, I'm not as bad now with that, mm. with, like, particular friends. I'm like, bye! And then yeah, yeah. But I don't go, that you hang up, you, like, if I was in a oh, romantic yeah. situation, I'd just be like, yeah, see you later, fucker. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not down for that if it's romantic. I see, with the whole hanging up thing, I'm not, I've never really been into that bit. I like playing along, you know, with my girlfriends. Um, but like, if it's more like, oh, you say something nice, mm, say something nice about me, oh, I'll say, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> sort of the the toing and froing between. Complimentary. Yeah. But let's um. Let's crack on, girl. Let's let's see what I Google searched at my work. <laughs> so, so professional. I mean, I have a pretty fabulous job. I mean, we uh, do quite a lot of, um, you know, men's sexual health, which mm. is kind of amazing, mm. considering, you know, being an illustrator, working marketing. But I'm not going to tell you where I work, because that would be creepy. Um, uh, my type of job means that I can't Google this sort of stuff oh, during yeah. the day. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm, I can't, she, she's like, I, I, I can't Google what you're talking about, because I'm with kids, okay? Like, don't. Like, <laughs> Like, it's not going to happen. I know. I take my job very seriously. <laughs> so my um, my Google history search mm-hmm. history is just Messy. littered. Absolutely abundant. And it's it's not uncommon. Common. I mean, they're very expectant of just looking over and being like, oh, yeah, there's this exposition. Oh, yeah, that's that's how you do that. And, you know, you learn a lot. You really do. Um, and then, of course, the we have to have copy written for it as well, which is hilarious. Um, and just, yeah. But luckily, that isn't all the time. But today, that was the case, and it wasn't for my job. And I'm glad no one actually picked up on my massive screen that I was looking at erotica. <laughs> it's research. It's it research. is. It is. So, I'm not sure if you glanced at what I was looking at. I had a slight glance. I have a, a slight gist of <laughs> what it may be. Uh huh. Mine is uh, from the bewitching era of erotica from japan right the edo era which was like 1603 to 1868 you know a lot of industrialization was happening all starting to happen i mean really in those in those 200 years like so much is going on across the world but in china no 
Japan. 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 Oh dear. It's because of that all, all the, yeah. the corona. It's, it's know, in the like, news at the moment. It, yeah. You've got it at the forefront. It's fine. Japan. We're talking about Japan and <laughs> Japanese art. Um, um, so yes, it's uh, Shunga means images of spring, mm-hmm. which is the loveliest term mm-hmm. for erotica, right? Oh, I suppose like new beginnings. Or yeah, like... it's kind of like a hedonistic idea of okay. like, you know, enjoying one another and expressing mm-hmm. it through woodcut prints. And it was huge. They're, they're big on like kinky shit, but it was illegal to have actual photographs later on of naked people. So they'd have, that's where manga comes from. Like there's just this. It's such the origin. Su- yeah, it? such wonderful, strict, honorable regimes, but like this, this amazing imagination within, you know, sort of sexual fantasies and things like that. Hmm. Which stems into a lot of what is a little bit strange. So I'm going to show you this image, right? Mm. And yourselves, folks, for a strange noise. And it is indeed by Hokusai. So here we go. I mean, you know Hokusai, right? With Mm -hmm. the waves. Beautiful image. We'll put Mm -hmm. that up. Everybody knows that image. This is one of his beauties, right? Wow. (laughs) Folks. I can only I can only describe this as the origins of tentacle porn. Oh right? My god. But look look how captivated she is within this scenario here. Okay, so let me just give you a visual. um, Because hopefully by this point these images will be up on our Instagram when you're listening to this podcast. But uh, basically there's a lady in a recumbent position enjoying herself, basically being jacked off by two octopuses. She Um, is being pleasured. That is a pleasurable existence right there. Wow. (laughs) A bit weird. And where did where did tentacle porn come from? Was it from this era, like this? Well, actually, right? I'm funny to... you ask because um, the predecessor mm-hmm. was um, a man called Katsukawa um, Shunchu um, in 1786, and there was obviously like um, sort of you know inklings within stories before that, mm-hmm. but he uh, created an image in black and white that was really similar mm-hmm. to this one. But she kind of looks like she's uh, being. She doesn't look like she's enjoying it as much. She's being taken advantage of. More or less, yeah. And mm-hmm. the, the octopus is behind her. She's captured within these waves. So it's a, it's a little bit more sort of jarring to look at. It's not... Mm. The lady isn't laying down. She's not being pleasured. It's kind of more of a taking over of pleasure kind mm. of thing. Um, I really should have got the image up for you to have a look at. That's but, all right. We'll see that one on I was going to say, I think this one itself sort of uh, definitely speaks for itself. I mean, it's not the sort of thing I'd want on my... Uh in my guest bedroom or anything like that because I think it might uh, frighten some older relatives. Um, See, I'd, I mean, like, I'd totally have this on my wall. I mean... But I know I'm a bit... <laughs> I mean, I'd have some weird stuff on my wall, like, in my room because... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No one else is going to see it, but, like, probably not the sort of thing I'd want my grandfather seeing. It's intense, so to speak. It's, and, and it's just unusual. It is, and it kind of feels, because they are like, um, this isn't a woodcut, this is actually, you know, like an illustration. Mm. It feels like it's the, the forefather of, you know, what manga becomes with these sort of weird stories of mm. strange creatures having sex with, you know, women. You know, it's not just an illustration, it's kind of like more of a, a diary, it mm. would feel like. Um, but this this piece is actually called um, Taco to Ama. Mm-hmm. Definitely butch- butchered that. Apologies for our pronunciation. <laughs> we are no experts. Yeah, um, but it's basically called a dream of the fisherman's wife, which adds a new tale to it. You know. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, this is perhaps one of the most bewitching um, mm-hmm. erotica pieces from Edo, Japan, um, of all time, and it's certainly fascinated 
us through the centuries. Mm. <laughs> um, and like I said, it depicts a diving woman who has been dragged down to the depths of the ocean, where a brilliantly coloured octopus is taking its pleasure of her. All its eight legs caress and fondle her, its great mouth performs cunnilingus on the woman, who has given herself completely to the bulbous black-eyed monster. And then, of course, there's a smaller octopus kissing her mouth, which adds such a lovely tenderness to it. I mean, there doesn't seem to be any real aggression within this image, does it? No. I mean, even the eyes seem... I mean, I looked at this image, I was like, oh, this is so sweet. I mean, I think <laughs> my concern would be, like, I mean, I'm... I mean, each to their own for all of your kinks and oh, yeah. whatever you find turns you on. I mean, sea creatures freak me out, don't get me wrong, but, but an I illustration's mean, just, I think anything that generally involves animals kind of, like, puts me off a bit because I'm quite an animal lover. Mm. Um, and also, like, don't octopuses have, like, those terrifying mouths that actually have millions of teeth in? Yeah. I'm just thinking... I know it's not quite as extreme <gasps> as this, but I'm thinking of that scene from Pirates of the Caribbean with the Kraken and all the teeth, and I'm just like, I wouldn't want that, that Gee, near my yeah. vagina. <laughs> yeah, you see, I'm not thinking of this in, like, a, an... Act, Sorry, like a, I'm like thinking a, of it in a practice. I'm just <laughs> You're like, like this just wouldn't work. I'm just saying that there'd, there'd be teeth everywhere. Like I, ju- I mean, I'm not gonna have sex with an animal. Like, are you kidding me? Like, not but, but in the in in yeah. with like for this, I'm not thinking. Like, I was never into like tentacle porn. It was never a thing for me. But within this image, taking it as it is, mm. it seems like a tender expression of eroticism because nothing seems hard and it's kind of like it's like these weird aliens finding joy through this woman and she's enjoying it too but like i say there's a a smaller octopus kissing her mouth and her arched back and the way she grips the octopus's tentacles reveal her heightened sexual arousal which is echoed in the sighs and explanations in the text that surround the scene ah you see I kind of, I was very curious about what all the writing was saying, but I mean, that leads it even more onto the mm. idea of it being manga, really, or like yeah. an illustrated. Cause it's, you can see the origins yeah, of like yeah. modern, mm. you know, modern hentai. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hokusai's, which is the most alluring and certainly the most famous that we know in the West. Mm. Um, I think a lot of a Japanese art gets lost because Western people are so fascinated with their own, you know, history and stuff. Um, but. Yeah, a, a great biography about it. Published it in 1869, so mm. like you know, loads of people over here could really enjoy it. The sexually explicit image comes from his third book, um, which is Pining for Love, um, made in 1814. And the book begins with a beautiful picture of a woman, um, and each scene therefore depicts her in various states of passionate arousal with a lover, until the final picture focuses on um, a close-up of her genitals. So it's kind of like a, yeah, it is this erotic story. I saw this and I was like, mate, winner. Weird, I know, but, um... Well, on an episode like this, why not make it weird? Yeah. And I mean, like I say, I'm I'm very much not into, like, sea creatures. And, I mean, across the board, I'm not talking... And what I mean is, like, I... The ocean scares me. <laughs> it's really deep. She There's lots eat of fish. I don't eat fish. I don't eat animals. Like you know, vegetarian. And um, you know, it, it's these creepy, crawly <laughs> creatures. They freak me out. Um, that goes for arachnids. The whole, the whole mm. shebang. But because it's illustrated and because it kind of creates this really sensitive, sort of fleshy, I don't know, experience. Mm that is fantasy, you you kind of find joy from it. Mm. 
And that's why when I found it, I was just like, Hokusai, mate. This is, this is bringing me joy. But yeah, so that was, that was my find oh, for bliss. erotica. Um, and I think you guys are going to enjoy having a look at it at least yeah it's quite fascinating i mean <laughs> i caught sight of the style of artwork and i had a yeah. feeling it was going to be like japanese you know oh yeah, you yeah. Know, that kind of era but when she turned that page around i was not expecting that <laughs> i know it's uh it's great so um, yeah you're going to enjoy that one folks mm. i mean it's anything if not interesting yeah i have to say as well as a side note to all the other Shungo style erotica imagery, they depict genitals in a really uh, fleshy graphical way. Mm. They all, they look like flowers, mm. and they're all, they're the, they're the size of like their hands. They're huge, and it's different to like Indian erotica from because I mean you have a lot of like you know the Kama Sutra and and lots of um, in in India cultures a lot of erotica that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just there's something more loose mm-hmm. and expressive with it. It's not rigorously depicting position. There's a lot of like positioning within Indian erotica, but with um, Japanese erotica illustrations, it's very loose. It's beautiful flowers mm. and sensuality and tenderness. Mm. Even if some of the positions are a little bit like, are you? That 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 doesn't look consensual, um, or anatomically. Correct. Yeah, yeah, but it's all storytelling too, and I really liked. I really love how um, sensitive all the illustrations are. Mm. I think that's what kind of it's just so joyful to look at, mm. you know. And that's what sex is, you know. Well, it should be anyway. It's wonderfully joyful and beautiful, and you know. And it should be, and if it isn't, then you should then don't. Then do say it. no. Yeah, it's as wonderfully fun as going for coffee with a really great mate you know mm. conversationally just don't try and have coffee while you're having sex that could cause oh, burns very hot scalding yeah i'm sure coffee is the thing for many people very niche i mean again as we're on the subject of erotica people do wax play and that's hot liquid so oh know. yeah yeah i mean again, it's the kind not of the, my the, thing the, the pleasure pain thing a little bit like with tattoos mm. maybe anyway that was my take on erotica okay <laughs> and i hope you enjoyed it <laughs> folks you will be seeing that beautiful image popping up on your screen sometime soon uh-huh now i think we had no doubt what my piece was going to be because i definitely had no doubt anyone that knows me knows that Klimt is my god of art. Um, but while people think of mainly of Klimt's uh, big paintings, his uh, very embellished, you know, decorative pieces of artwork, he actually had this massive backstory, you know, I mean, this massive catalogue of sketches. Um, and I think when they cleared out his... Uh, his studio they found thousands of these sketches literally it sounds like you know like literally amazingly obsessed with it literally thousands of them so when you look at Klimt's artwork even when you're not looking at the erotic like Mm. particularly erotic drawings women are like an all-encompassing theme when you think about it I mean oh yeah there's not many pieces of his artwork that doesn't feature a female in some form whether it's for a sexual purpose or mm. you know just to show different stages of life or to depict different heroines generally there's a female mm. in Clint's artwork and I mean one that I can think of and I can't think of the uh, the beheading of um 
Oh, um, you mean like one of Caravaggio's pieces? Yeah, Judith's. Oh yeah, uh, Judith beheading, um, oh, because Judith was a great beauty and then like this man was trying, this kingdom was trying to like invade her and she was like, oh, let's sort this out by coming to my bed and she was like, no, and she like cut his head off. Yeah, I can't think of what his name was, Holofans. Um, no, uh, anyway. It's lost. Um, but even his depiction of it, went, and that's a beautiful like embellished like piece like that, decorative. Mm. When you look at the comparison of like a Car- Caravaggio's one <laughs> with her chopping his head I off, love. like, and there's another one as well that's oh yeah yeah in a similar. I can't think of the name of the artist, but like they're obviously they look almost disgusted or like angry as they're cutting this yeah. this man's head off. In Klimt's version, that bit's already happened, and she's literally standing there, this woman holding this head, and she looks like she's in a state of sexual arousal, like she's oh my like god, mid, yes, mid orgasm. It's like, do you know the piece? I yeah, mean? I do. Like, I, I no, didn't occur to me again. Completely different take. So he's women and their kind of dominance and power. Yeah, he. Yeah, so it, it's quite interesting when you think about his lifestyle. Um, a quote from Klimt, I would like to throw in, <laughs> is all art is erotic. Mm. that was something he actually said so that kind of goes to show you he was rumoured to have to generally have two or three women naked wandering around his studio at any one time and he would I like it I mean and not particularly for any reason sometimes he would use them to draw but he just would catch them in their natural Mm. you know their natural states but obviously he wanted to see their figures their forms you know they could be eating they could be napping they could be pleasuring themselves which is what we're more talking about this episode but he generally have these women just floating around his studio sometimes he'd draw one of them he might be working on something else and they just happen to be there but he'd always have these just women that he could just sort of step in and mm. out of and be working with i mean some of the ladies were more pregnant so he could look at the pregnant form yeah. um, which was handy for when he was working on like the stages of life one it was just like he wanted to be um entirely sort of absorbed and surrounded by um feminine beauty i mm. think and by beauty i mean like all aspects of it you mm. know the the wonderful sort of naked raw part of it all the way to like mm. the delicate conversations and arguments and all these wonderful things you know that yeah, like was a part of it yeah i think he just kind of wanted to capture women in all their forms and the image i'm talking about it well the sketch i'm talking about is called women seated with thighs apart and basically it's a woman laying back um she's got some clothing on but she's got her privates out and she's playing with herself essentially just a very a sweet delicate sketch there's no sort of great detail as such but you know what she's doing um, and her face is in a very... It's so light and tender mm. and personal. She's sharing this sort of intimacy with him. It's not like it's um, intimate in the way that, oh, I'm protecting it from everyone kind of thing. It's mm. it's equ- it's just evenly and, and happily shared, mm. and I love that. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to explore the way women would touch themselves and capture that without the woman having any fear of like judgment Mm. or like I suppose the thing is if you think about it some people might not fully be themselves in a situation like that because obviously they'd be slightly self-conscious but I think the women that worked in Klimt's studio for him the models um, were kind of used to the setup and they'd be so comfortable with him as well yeah so I think they kind of he managed to capture those Mm. sort of more intimate moments because of that and you know when you look through them I mean there's loads of images as I say, from these sketches, and not just all erotic ones. As I say, there's ones where he takes drawings of girls. Of, I mean, obviously, consensually, he's allowed to draw them while they're having a nap, mm. um, while they're eating, while they're just hanging out, really, with each other. But it is this kind of, like, voyeurism yeah. sense you get. 
it feels like you're kind of peeking into something maybe you shouldn't be. He's omnipresent. The bystander enjoying it and seeing it and sharing it. He's absorbed himself into it. Honestly, like, thinking about it more and more with this illustration here. Mm. That kind of heady feeling when you do reach orgasm and it kind of like this bright light sensation, that glow, Mm. that, that fuzz within you. He really depicts that. Like, the really, really soft white chalk rounding her body as she's surrounded with like her petticoats and things like that yeah it's just so nice and i mean the image itself isn't like really refined because these were obviously quick sketches he'd make for reference images and just for his own personal Mm. enjoyment but i kind of like that it's that unfinished soft focus and i think that adds to the sensuality of it um absolutely helps it not seem vulgar in any kind of way yeah. it makes it more of a soft focus well, it's, movement it's, that you can sort of absorb yourself into as well yeah it's literally just giving an imprint of the moment mm. like a feeling and that expression it doesn't make it feel super explicit or anything like that do you know what i mean no um, i mean you i mean honestly if you'd kind of just been glancing through drawings you wouldn't think oh yeah that's an erotic piece and so you just kind of took that second look to realise where her hand was and mm. how her head really, was positioned. In this one in particular, you really have to kind of be like, oh, wait a second, it makes you yeah. have to refocus when you look at it. And how delicate her hand is. Mm. It's just such a lovely piece. Yeah, so, as I say, Klimt, when you think about it, really did focus all of his work around women. Mm. And while some of his main big art pieces that we think of maybe aren't as quite as not what's the word i'm looking for not as uh explicit but i mean it doesn't feel explicit explicit, yeah even though they're not quite as directly erotic erotic as these as i say like that one with judith and i'm sure it's judith and whole ferns yeah um as i say she's literally on the cusp of orgasm in that painting which is a complete (laughs) contradiction to like other paintings you'll see in less kind of erotic terms i mean you think of paintings of like the kiss you know Mm. he's lovers embracing and i'm talking about talking yeah (laughs) i've spoken about an image um previously uh the virgin which was the first image that i ever fell in love with um that was by klimt and i think we discussed in that episode um i think it was our soulmates episode go back and have a listen um good plus then um yeah well you know gotta plug it there was an idea that possibly that this woman in the center and all the women around her there's like a pile up of women and beautiful fabric that that was some some kind of sexual expression of all the different sides of this woman um so even in paintings like that that when at first you kind of think oh it's just a beautiful piece but actually when you look at kind of like what he considered the symbolism behind it actually there's that thread of eroticism running Mm. through everything um which i suppose then makes sense if he says all art is erotic and i mean i'll finish my piece off with a because klimt himself was a very he kept to himself a lot Mm. he wasn't like this big showy character he didn't think he was interesting um people tried to interview him and ask him questions and he really was like i don't know why you want to speak to me i'm not like i mean there was this point i was reading something the other day um there was this artwork i think there was an exhibition up between klimt and shiel Oh, because they've got very similar styles. Well, they actually. I love Shield. I mean, Shield viewed Klimt as like a. Yeah, I don't even bet. I mean, you know, Shield himself to, was to the point where he. Um, I'm sure, I read something about Shield had showed Egon Shield. This is showed Klimt a piece of work, a sketch, 
And Klimt was like, why are you showing this to me? Your work is better than mine. Like, Klimt actually... <laughs> Klimt actually you imagine? Klimt actually like, said that to Egon Schiel, apparently. And you imagine if you were somebody that idolised this artist that you wanted to be like, and they said that, to, that your art was better than theirs, you'd just be like, Ugh. Yeah. But, um, again, if you want to have a look at some of the eroticism of Schiel, that's quite oh, interesting stuff, Oh, I too. thoroughly recommend um, it. I fell anyway, in love with Schiel when I was, like, yeah, 15. Was, oh. But, yeah, going slightly off topic, but to the, what I'm getting at is Klimt really didn't... <laughs> you he, know, he, he wasn't kept himself full, to himself. He wasn't full of himself with um, sort you know. of these grandiose ideals, which no, a lot of just... artists of that time did have. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean he, they were rock stars. He, I mean, he obviously had his pride. I mean, there were times when his work was foo fooed, um, mm. and there was a lovely piece that he then did that he uh, renamed Goldfish, and it had a very cheeky, again, a slightly eroticism <laughs> theme running through it. There's this girl who's peering over her shoulder, but she's completely naked, and basically she's flashing her bum at the viewers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and originally he wanted to call the piece, uh, the piece To My Critics, um, but he changed it to Goldfish because there's also these images of gold, like literal goldfish in the in the scenery. So he's always had, like, he's got that slightly cheeky side, and he will sort of stand up for himself, but he yeah. never thought of himself as interesting, which is again kind of strange when you think about the erotica side of things he was probably so fascinated with the world and everything around him that he you know, it's kind of like you know that you can't learn everything mm. he probably felt that within his own sort of um, yeah. interest so he another quote from him was uh, whoever wants to know something about me they should look attentively at my pictures and there seek to recognize what i am and what i want and That's i think so if you true. i think if you then look at his artwork then you get the yeah. impression that actually, yeah, he was fascinated by women and he, you know, wanted to understand women more. I mean, obviously it was a different time. I can't talk to the, the standards of men versus women because, mm. you know, feminism is, you know. But I think he wanted to show women in all their different states mm. and maybe not put them on a pedestal as such, but show them... To share it, I just think. Just share women in all yeah. their different glorious How much he enjoyed and, it himself. Yeah, you know, so I think, yeah... Go and go <laughs> and enjoy these millions of sketches. I'll oh. put some of them up on our page. But that's my piece. I don't think Rosie had any doubt I was going to choose a Klimt sketch because <laughs> I love him. I'm very happy that you did. I'm always happy with your choices, honestly. Seriously, I've got some seriously, guys. I've been doing shitloads of research. I've got some seriously cool stuff coming up. She's been incredibly good with that. I've seriously, got I, so much stuff research. And there's me and my books like. <sighs> empty Tumbleweed. Ah. it's fine but I, I know yeah like I always come to the episode like I've got two yeah. notebooks now this is how serious no I no am. wait no she has about five notebooks on my bed only I two mean, of them are for podcasts yeah though. I know that they're they're all different ones but like <laughs> you brought them all in like I might need one <laughs> well, you never know like if I have a random idea I have to be organised I have to write it somewhere it's like mm. like I was falling asleep the other night because I <laughs> and I had my poetry notebook next to me and as I was falling asleep I came up with it and I was like shit I need to write that down now otherwise I won't remember it in the morning I had to write it down then and there like as I was falling asleep because I'm like if I wake up and I've forgotten this I yeah. will be pissed so like, uh, you have to take the inspiration when it hits you and mm. if you leave it then it's gone yeah and that I mean you always I mean for that moment that you realize it's gone it's intensely depressing because you're like oh I, I had that moment that inspirational feeling that notion of something mm. and then Oh, well, I didn't take it, so it's gone. Yep, so I, I like to have my books so I can write shit down. Yeah. So. See, I always write things just in my phone. I Like, I love... I, I mean, you know, we're both I do artists, sometimes so. as well, yeah. but I do... I have a thing about... I find that doing something 
on paper with a pen or pencil or whatever I find it really cathartic um, but because I have like an anxious mindset because I mm. suffer with anxiety I find that the physical unloading of something onto paper personally oh, is absolutely. really cathartic and actually makes me able to physically take it off my mind mm. better than typing it in digitally I think that's why I like a paper diary more than a digital calendar but yeah I just I just like I like the process of writing things down however I don't often do it um, and I find the uh, the catharsism in merely typing it out and having it done. Mm. You know, having the the fact that it's it's been uh, dislodged from my brain onto there and then sent out, or you know, it's it's there. And I think that's why, like, you know, even just the process of like the mental process mm. of like poetry has been really really good mm. over the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody's different, but... Okay, sorry, we went off on a bit of a tangent. I know, yeah, again, and, and, yeah. and I lost my mind. I was like, where was I? And did you have it to start off with? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, couldn't help myself. <laughs> she's, just, she's so quick. You're so quick. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so quick. I mean, I'm, check me out. I'm so quick if I'm not dosed up to high heaven. <laughs> well, shall we round this episode up? Rosie, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, so my recommendation, Nan Golden. She is a formidable photographer and she did most of her photography work sort of during the 80s into the 90s, all um, manual uh, photography. And she would often uh, be in those situations when her friends were having sex and being intimate and kissing and she had lots of wonderful friends who were free with her doing that Mm -hmm. and so she has countless images of just these um, wonderful situations of Mm -hmm. passion and they're uninhibited um, with her being there Mm. because they know that the work that's going to come from that is so pure and that's what you feel um, with each piece um, each photograph that she's ever taken it's Mm. just it's pure and it and she goes all the way from like you know domestic abuse to uh, wonderful sensitivity between her friends um and i think at one point she's actually like photographing her nephew uh, having sex with her, his girlfriend and they are just like the most beautiful photographs i mean it it goes beyond um sort of uh, any social constraints you know what i mean because mm. it's not about oh that's that's sexual you know it's mm. about how beautiful them being together is mm. which is a, is a is a big taboo i think especially yeah. in a country like this because we yeah. are very, we are traditionally very buttoned up aren't we mm. yeah she's amazing go check her out folks. i recommend my recommendation isn't erotica themed i just wanted to share an amazing artist that i love on mm. instagram at the moment i don't know how i discovered her i just kind of did i came across her um i think i like her work because it has got like that kind of decorative uh, appeal to me similar to the way Klimt does obviously not the same style <laughs> but it's got this beautiful decorative intricate appeal um, her name is Daria and I'm going to butcher her surname I apologise now Daria I believe it's Daria Hatzlatora and she's at Daria Hatzlatora on Instagram and she also has an Etsy shop but her pieces like I found her stumbled across by accident I don't know if someone had shared her or she came up on my suggested page but like the pieces are absolutely amazing um, if I get an image up and show Rosie um, and as I say because I haven't shown her pieces to Rosie before no this is entirely um, new for me but seriously I, she's just one of those you know when you just kind of discover people by accident and it's like a happy accident took my breath away with like some of the stuff that she does 
Oh, sorry, not Hlatsatora. It's Hlatsatova. I can't read my own writing. Oh, shit. But this is her stuff. Again, she'll be on... So, in oh my, my head, God. isn't it like that beautiful decorative? It's got, like, qualities of Klimt, Erte. It's got kind of, like, Mooka vibes. Oh. It's just like, oh. I'm getting I'm, some Kate Bush vibes here. Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's just her stuff is incredible. <sighs> like... It's so decorative. Isn't it beautiful? Like, some of it's got some 70s vibes. It's, yeah. I mean, I don't know how... Very you, Love Witch, I like, mean, the like, movie. I don't know how I... You can't put it into one bracket because it kind of, like, goes in different... It feels so um, uh, magical I mean, and, and, and witchcraft-infused. Yeah, I mean, you can clearly tell she has a style because when you look at all her pieces, they kind of all go together even though mm. they're not identical or anything like that. But she has a style. But it's hard to put them within a bracket because it's just so... It, yeah. yeah. They're just beautiful pieces. And I, as I say, I discovered her accidentally on Instagram once and was like, how have I not seen this woman's <laughs> work before? It's incredible. I love it when that happens, um, though, don't you? So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy her as much as I do. Um, it's just, yeah. So oh. check her out on Instagram. Go and support her on it. See if you can afford to. If not, just share her work and love it. Um, she's current. She's live. This is. This I mean, is I right hope now. so. I'm sure. I'm sure I watch her Instagram stories. So unless I'm confusing her with someone else, I'm pretty sure I've seen her post a picture of herself recently. Because um, I mean, this could be the fact that she has out of the. Like, I mean, the fact the that she has an Etsy shop kind of oh, gives well, away the fact that she's living. I didn't um, know maybe if it was like kind of a you know post production. Well, I'm pretty sure it's her. Thing. Pretty sure it's her. Um, so yeah, again, that'll be on our Instagram. So go check her out because her stuff in my um, opinion is just like beautiful I am a big fan absolutely beautiful I mean a lot of her stuff I could take ideas from for like loads of our episodes <laughs> um, but obviously we're trying to give you a broad spectrum yeah so please go and please go get, show us some love I agree bravo yeah Daria yeah yeah check Love her out us. and again if she ever listens to this i'm so sorry if i butchered your surname <laughs> so sorry yeah but we nailed your first name like <laughs> well you say that but they might pronounce it differently no no like yeah. the, it gotta have the faith that we, we did i mean you have regional dialects and things like that so i we're, we're i apologize wholeheartedly i'm rubbish with any kind of pronunciation <laughs> like trying to work it out from paper if someone could if you could teach it to me then i'll be fine yeah <laughs> i try and make an effort but sometimes it's hard to pick things up off of paper that sounds i don't want this to sound ignorant but i mean it would be lovely if people um could teach me the proper way to pronounce things because when you read letters on paper and i'm speaking from a background of um, teaching speech therapy to children letters are pronounced differently in different languages this is a complete random tangent for you now at the end no, I, I, letters it, are pronounced differently in different languages and sounds are produced in different parts of the mouth yeah um in different dialects so if at any point we mispronounce something if somebody would happily send us a voice memo of how to actually pronounce it so we can learn to say it properly so that we can be not idiots that's super like welcome because obviously we don't want to mm. insult anyone or be ignorant of particular dialects because there are so many in this world and we're not aware of all of them so if we ever mispronounce something please feel free to correct us we are reading the names off of pieces of paper so mm -hmm. we're just pronouncing the letters and the sounds as we would say them in english oh for um, sure i mean i pronounce people's names wrong anyway you know even in english because yeah. she's that bad yeah and and i'm i'm on the sleeves about it you know I, i'm on I'm, I'm out there. I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's fine. Yeah, it, you know, call us out. We're happy to be, like, picked up on things. We know we're humans. We make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, we try our best to be all-encompassing and accepting, but if at any point you need to call us out on something, please do. Like, oh, yeah. we're big girls. We can take criticism. 
For sure. And besides, it means that we learn something new from it, which is always good. <laughs> well, no, it is, isn't it? No, I'm you laughing because I love it. I'm like, yes. You won't know until you like. Anyway, we've gone on such tangents. We have. Episode. You poor folks. I hope you've enjoyed sick cast. I think so. Ill cast. I oh yeah I'm I'm Steph I'm definitely feeling in the haze right yeah, now. She's full of um, And I thought maybe I could finish us off. We oh <laughs> with um, with a poem. Oh let's go for it, girl. Okay. Is this a Rosie Alexander original? It it is it is. Yeah, let's wrap um, ourselves in, folks. And it's a, sh- it's a nice little short one. So your voice is honey. Smooth like a cigarette to the body after sex. It consumed me in bed last night without even meeting you. Oh, folks, that's saucy. And on that note... On that note, I think we should sign <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, thanks for stopping by. And you can find us at Drunk Art Review Podcast. Um, on Spotify. On Spotify. A whole year. Um, we're also on SoundCloud too, which is the same thing. Just search that as well mm-hmm. um and you can find me uh at rosie la r-o-s-i-e-l-a-h on instagram and on my website you know just stalk me that's yeah. fine come say hi yeah we're at drunk art view on twitter and on instagram as well mm-hmm. if you feel like it you can come and find me but i'll be perfectly honest my profile is set to private at the moment i'm not gonna discuss <laughs> why um but if you did want to find me it's jennifer.ellen.kemp and uh my twitter is j-e-n-n underscore ellen underscore kemp mm-hmm. i believe so that's jen underscore ellen underscore kemp um but these are all if you follow us on the drunk art review instagram you get all the good stuff there. they're all they're all linked on there anyway you'll find mm-hmm. us one way or another so head, <laughs> head over and find us there first and foremost because that's the easiest way to find all these other things mm-hmm. and all these little brilliant artists we've been oh yeah we're gonna we're, we're gonna to be speak about, we're so. gonna be sharing more you're gonna yeah. enjoy them all um so yeah keep tuned <laughs> Keep tuned. That's <laughs> yes. Keep keep tuned, folks. Keep tuned. Keep tuned. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.